Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, listen, folks, you can win a gift certificate from Sorgles, 412-922-1020. Give us a call now. If you're the uh, 10th caller, you could win that certificate. But we would love to hear from you right now on the phone lines at 866-391-1020. If you have a gardening question for Doug, it is DougOster.com, of course, and it is the Organic Gardener. So, again, if you have a gardening question, I urge you to call early so we can get you on the air, maybe even before the end of the first segment, 866-391-1020. The heat is on, and uh, Mr. Oster is not a fan of it, but he will do anything to help that garden grow. Will you not, Douglas? Good morning. Good morning. I know you're loving this weather, right? Yes, I am. Well, it, this is this is actually good for the garden. Uh, you know, I, you get rain coming. It's nice and warm. Uh, our tomatoes and our peppers can take off. It, it's wonderful. I'm trying a little experiment again with straw bale gardening. And uh, for that straw bale gardening, what you do is you get the bale, you turn it up so that it's, uh, you know, lengthwise, and uh, you pour water on it and throw nitrogen fertilizer on it until it starts to break up the the straw, and then you plant right in it. And the advantage is supposed to be that there's no fungal spores or diseases or anything in there. So I've I've done it before, and I've had some good luck, some bad luck, so... Uh, just another way to, to have some fun in the garden and experiment. Later on, we will be having a guest, uh, Gert, Kurt Dram from the Dram Corporation, will be talking to us all about all the cool stuff that they make for gardeners. We met uh, in a funny way in, in Columbus a few years ago uh, at a trade show, and they have a they had a huge booth, you know, uh, with all the the watering stuff and fertilizer and all these things and and I have been friends with the marketing director for many many years 20 years and so I was looking for her and this guy comes over may I help you I said yeah yeah where's Jessica he's like I'll bring you over here and then I see Jessica and she's like oh I want to introduce you to Mr. Dram he runs the corporation so uh, it was kind of cool um I was out uh, visiting uh, this week, uh, and I visited the Garden King of Millvale to deliver some tomato plants. I had extra plants left over, and he always does a, a great job at growing tomato plants. They look so much better than mine. But he was dealing with um, flea beetles on his uh, potatoes, and he had a nice row of potatoes there. And he, he said he was hand-picking them, and I was like, well, I mean, because they, they are quick, and they jump off the, the plant like, crazy and i said well how do you get to him he goes i sneak up on him (laughs) Uh, if you're seeing uh, flea beetle damage which looks kind of like 
a shotgun, you know, lots of little itty bitty uh, holes. And picking is great if you can get to them. Uh, but there's a, a thing called diatomaceous earth, and I don't know if I'm saying diatomaceous the right way. I think I am, but it's just a, a, a powder that, on the microscopic level, it's very sharp. In fact, even though it's safe for us, we you wear a mask when you apply it because you don't want to get it into your uh, nasal passages and all that. Just irritating. And so you just sprinkle that on there, and that takes care of the flea beetles. Or you could hunt them down if you want to. Uh, great time to be mulching. You know, we got this heat coming, but rain too, and mulch will preserve that uh, water in the soil, uh, you know, all that spring rain that we have. Uh, and also uh, keep that soil evenly moist, uh, keep the weeds down. Uh, I'm a big proponent of mulching. I did a fun video uh, with Andy Anrime and I were back together again. We had done a lot of work together on Pittsburgh Today Live and had a lot of fun doing it. And he asked me to come down to Bethel Park. Uh, Andy does the, the show on Saturdays and runs uh, EV True Value in Bethel Park. And Davey Tree actually did a... Uh, a study of all the trees in Bethel Park, and they put, came up with this great plan to to work on the trees that were there and to plant more trees. And so Andy wanted me to talk about planting trees, pruning trees, selecting trees, why trees are good. Uh, and so you can see that at DougOster.com, or if you're hooked up with Andy, you can see it on his Facebook page or my Facebook page. Uh, now I am making my last push to get you to come with me to Croatia. Uh, we're going next month. You know, I think we're out of this. As long as you're, uh, as long as you're vaccinated, you'll be good to go. I've got a few spots open. We're going to explore Croatia on a private yacht, which is so cool. I waited a long time to do this trip. I've talked about it a lot. Uh, one of the great things about traveling with this uh, company, Colette, and I've traveled with them since the very beginning, which is 2014, 13, somewhere in there is that we have this local guide, meets us at the airport and stays with us the entire time and then sends us back on our way, in this case, 12 days later. Nine days we'll be on this yacht cruising along the shore of Croatia. And Croatia is one of the most beautiful countries in the world, and we're going to do this safely, and we're going to have a lot of fun. So that's all at DougOster.com. Any callers yet, Rob? Absolutely, we have callers. Let's say hi to Ray in Allison Park for Doug Oster. Hi, Ray. Hi. Hi. What's your question? A question concerning chipmunks. Um, I, have, I have chipmunks in my garden, and they're uh, digging a bunch of holes. Is there anything you can recommend to? Uh... Oh yeah, you know, uh, Ray, that's a tough one. Um, and I live in Chipmunk Central. You might as well film a Disney movie out there. Uh, huh. You know, there are some repellents out there that work. Repels all and stuff like that would be one way. You know. Um, in in my garden, you know, I just let them be because I have tried to battle them before. But oh. I find that every time I, I I get them to move from one spot, they go to another, and so I just kind of I kind of live with them. But yeah, I reach for those repellents. Uh, like I said, repels all works pretty well. But there's just there's so many of them, it, it, it'll it'll drive you nuts. So oh. I wish I had better I wish I had better news for you. All right, up next, it's Sam for Doug Oster, DougOster.com, the organic gardener. Hey, Sam, how are you? Good morning. Okay. I have actually um, wild strawberries growing in my lawn. How do you get rid of those? They, they, you know, they keep multiplying. You know, they creep along. What's, what, is there anything to get rid of those? 
So when we see stuff like that in the lawn, usually that means that the pH and fertility of the lawn uh, are more conducive to the other plants than the grass. If we can get that grass growing so that it is going strong, it will mostly outgrow just about anything. If you think about it, when we try and keep grass out of our, our flower beds, we try and keep it out of our vegetable garden, that grass is going in there because it's, it's got good soil. And so the first thing I would do, if you're, if you're serious about this, I mean, one way to do it is, and this would be, ugh, this would be awful, is, is dig them out, you know, but I, I know there's so many of them. But if you can work on improving that uh, pH and fertility, get, get a soil test from the Penn State Cooperative Extension. They will tell you exactly where you are as far as fertility and pH and other things, too. Uh, work on bringing that fertility, especially that fertility and pH, up to a nominal level and keep that grass high, and that will basically shade out those strawberries. The strawberries won't be interested in growing there, and the the grass will outgrow them. There is an interesting uh, organic herbicide from Natria, it's called. That's the brand name. Uh, Bayer makes it, but it overdoses these broadleaf weeds like a strawberry on iron so it it can't hurt you it can't hurt the the soil life underneath and uh, i saw it at han nursery the other day i'm sure a lot of other nurseries have it and it's just uh, an organic weed killer basically and when you're using iron to overdose these broadleaf weeds we have no dangers uh, if you were to try and throw some kind of like they use uh, is a chemical called 2,4-D which uh, I just I would never want to encounter. I don't <laughs> I don't want to have anything to do with it. It was one of the ingredients of Agent Orange. So take a look at that Natria product. That might be good for you. Rob, we ready for a break? Yeah, we are. Tell them who's coming up after the break. Yeah, it's my friend Kurt Dram from the Dram Corporation. They make all sorts of cool stuff for the garden, and he's the one that's turned me on to this dramatic fertilizer. That's one of the reasons I'm having him on because. I'm just having so so much luck growing my stuff, uh, feeding with the dramatic fertilizer. All right, coming back with Doug and his guest, Kurt Dram, right after this on KDKA. All right, he is ready for his special guest, so back to the host of The Organic Gardener, DougOster.com. Here is Doug Oster. Doug? I'm so excited to welcome Kurt Dram from the Dram Corporation to the show. Kurt, I told him about the, uh, the story of us meeting in Columbus and uh, I thought that was that was that was a funny way to meet, but I'm so glad to have you on the show. Talk a little bit about Dram and how things got started. Well, good morning, Doug, and um, it's a pleasure to be on your show this morning. It's a nice sunny day in Wisconsin, and um, we've had some real heat waves here. It's been 90 degrees almost for two or three days. Highly unusual when we're close to Lake Michigan. But anyway, nice to be on your show. And so how did things get started for DRAM, uh, working with well, uh, not only well, gardeners? Way, but... way back, my father was a, a florist and inventor, and he had a lot of different inventions for the for forests. And um, his brother was a large rose grower in Chicago area. And they used to uh, water in growing corn cobs, and then they would uh, water the plant, the rows of plants with their water in their thumb, and it would wash the... Um, so he came to my father and asked him to develop a nozzle that would apply large amounts of water 
um, quickly without washing the soil or damaging the plants. So that's where it all began. And from there, we that was all for commercial growers, but then homeowners would see it in, in being used and they would want to buy it. So that's when we started developing all the different retail products for watering um, and being a strong believer in organics and in protecting the environment. Our company um, does a lot of different things that help protect the environment. And one of them is the uh, organic fertilizer, which is made from fish scraps. And it is only 2% nitrogen, but it acts like a fertilizer that has 20% nitrogen. It feeds the um, microorganisms in the soil and, and the plants with all with the uh, all the minor elements and the elements and 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 um, vitamins and and a lot of um, amino acids. So there's a lot more <laughs> that makes these plants grow, I guess, than just nitrogen, potassium, and phosphorus. So, well, well yeah, we're yeah, I've been be able I've been... to do that. <laughs> I've been using the dramatic for years now uh, since we met and I I just absolutely love it and I posted something about it yesterday and on my Facebook page and I had a a, a commercial grower uh post something on there cuz I turned him on to it and he's like I that's all I use and again you know we've got a uh an organic fertilizer uh we've got one a fertilizer that gives the plants so much and when you buy it in that container, it's it's a concentrate, and then you mix it up yourself, and and talk a little bit because you had a great way to, you explained it, uh, because since it's made out of fish scraps, it does have a a slight odor, right? <laughs> well, it's, for a while it may smell like the ocean breeze, <laughs> but um, yeah, it, you you do get some sometimes a little fish or odor and uh, normally I see that it disappears within a day right. um, so I, I don't recommend it for people that have a strong sense of smell in the house um, but in your yard it, and on your container plants uh, in your vegetables you use it the smell will be gone by uh, the next day and it'll keep the deer away now, I'm not saying that it won't attract raccoons if you're in a raccoon area because they're looking for the fish. Uh, other than that, yep. you know, what it does, Doug, is uh, also um, increases your, your bricks levels or your sugar levels of your plants. So um, one time I had a, a man drive all the way from western Colorado to pick up four barrels of, of it, and I said, well, why, why would you come all that way? He said, well, I put it on my pasture. I have horses, and the horses always go to that area where I put it on. And I think it's because the grass becomes sweeter and more nutritious, and the horses, horses always go to that area. So that was, uh, oh, wow, <laughs> pretty neat. Well, that, that, that's also true uh, with veggies, too, uh, increasing that bricks level, right? If you're growing tomatoes, that's, that's, uh, things that's like that. Correct. You're gonna you're gonna get a, a a sweeter tomato, and as you said, 
I, I'm using it all over the garden, but I, I especially love it for my containers. Uh, I, I've never had containers look like they look after I'm, I'm feeding that feeding them with the dramatic. Good for you. Yeah, I find the same thing. Of course, I use it exclusively. Um, yeah, no. It also will. Um, one thing, it's kind of hard to put it on your on, on the lawns or the grass, but I find that. You don't you don't get that real dark green, but it stays green even when it when it, you have a drought period. Um, for some reason, it, it it just lasts longer that way. And you don't have to cut it every week either. <laughs> well, I mean, you do have to cut it every week, but if you put nitrogen on, sometimes you have to cut twice a week. Right. Well, Kurt, I really appreciate you coming on the show and turning me on to the dramatic fertilizer. But there are lots of other great products. Uh, from Dram that I use, uh, including their water wand and uh, pruners. It, it's just uh, go to Dram.com and take a look at what they're doing. And, Kurt, thanks again for coming on the show. Oh, you bet, Doug. Thanks. All right, listen, coming up after we get to the bottom of the hour, we'll have some news with Boris Shiloh, opportunity to win that Janoski's gift certificate, where those strawberries are there today for you when they open their doors at 9 a.m., and then Doug's going to take your phone calls, Mrs. Know-It-All, as well around the bend, so stay right where you're at. Now, as we move on through our Sunday here, Rob Pratt Sunday, Odyssey 100.1 FM, AM 1020, KDK, cannellini, beans, green beans, baked beans, lima beans. It's all about beans, how they can be refreshing, full of protein, healthy, delicious, and nutritious. We're going to be talking about all those recipes with Joe and Frank Dantisi on the Coons Cooking Hour. Hepburn Tillotson's Your Money and You. Taking your phone calls over two hours, helping you with news and notes to make you have a stronger and to build a better financial portfolio. And then a lot of pirate baseball today as the Bucks get ready to wrap up the Marlins. They were winners in 12 innings yesterday. It was Jacob Stallings driving in the winning run in the bottom of the 12th, 8-7 against Miami. First pitch at 105, 93-7. The fan off tomorrow. Then the Dodgers roll into town. All about pitching. Why I believe and many others that the Pirates' woes will continue unless they can shore up that pitching. So we're going to talk more about that pitching because the rest of the team's been pretty solid. So we have a lot to get to today, including the NFL in the second hour as well. It is the Coons Market Black and Gold Sunday show at 11 a.m. But right now, a quick break. News, bottom of the hour with Boris, and then more of Doug. DougOstrier.com and the Organic Gardener on KDKA. Good morning. Yeah, and don't forget those strawberries first of the season at Janoski's when they open today at 9 a.m. And if you're the 10th caller, 412-922-1020, you're going to win yourself a $25 gift certificate from Janoski. So, Doug wants to talk to you, so let's go right back to the phones and say hi to Bill calling today on KDK. Hey, Bill. Hey, how you doing? Good. What's happening? Uh, not, not, not much. A lot of watering right now, but... Uh, what I'm interested in is how do I propagate uh, oriental poppies? They're in full bloom right now. I usually mm, cut the buds off, but I don't seem to have any luck with it. Yeah, you'd be better off to, after they're done blooming, and actually, if it was me, I would I would wait until later in the season or when things cool off or when we have a cool rainy period. You can cut up those, uh, those roots into... Uh, where you take the, you know, you divide the plant itself and move it. That's that's the only way to do it. You can't really, you can't really take a cutting from a bud or something like that. But down below where all those roots are, they don't like it, uh, but you can get away with it. 
uh, and again, we wait till after bloom. Uh, we want a cloudy day. We want rain. You know, uh, it would be something too that you could you could do just before they start to kind of fade away, and that's the best way. And then then you can move those around to different spots, and hopefully they'll catch for you. Uh, as I said, they don't like doing that, but you can get away with it. All right. All right. Thank you for the call. Let's go to Steve in McKeesport. Hi, Steve. Good morning, gents. Um, we planted a, a new cherry tree uh, earlier in the season, <clears throat> and what we notice is the leaves on the you know the very tips are beginning to like you know wilt away and you know dry up, and n- not sure what the what the issue is. When when did the tree go in? Um, probably in April, early April. Okay, that's good. And between the rain that we've been getting, you doing a little bit of watering? Yes. Okay. Well, it's probably just a transplant shock. It's it's getting adjusted here, getting ready. Uh, I would keep a close eye on it during these uh, these hot days. See how it looks. If it really starts to drop leaves. Um, I, I would get a certified arborist out there just to give you a, an opinion. They will come for free, you know. And of course, I, you know, we here on the show we work with Davy Tree, and that would be who I would recommend. E- even though they are a sponsor of the show, and I do some work for them, uh, I use Davy Tree for thirty years. Uh, okay, I, I, I trust them. But you know what? Let's not panic yet. Uh, a lot of times, a newly planted tree. It will take take a little bit of time. As long as it has enough water on it, and as long as that water can drain off, it's going to catch on. You know, especially a cherry tree. Uh, keep a very close eye on it during the, these uh, these hot days we have coming up. And again, the the number one thing, we, if we start seeing a lot of leaf drop, it's time to call a certified arborist. Get them out there. Like I said, they'll come out in a couple of days. It's free. They're the experts that can see it on the site and see what's going on there. Uh, but with warm temperatures and rain coming, I, I think you'll be okay. But keep an eye on it, okay? All right, let's go to the electronic uh, email bag as far as some listeners. What do you got? Uh, well, I've got uh, a question. A few years ago, we purchased a few large pots, and then we never used them. It would be costly to fill the whole thing up with soil. The question is, can we fill with mulch material and soil on top and something else on the bottom? And does there are ample drainage holes? Well, this is a good, perfect time for this question because when I went down to see Andy, he's got this thing that he that is pretty amazing, um, and and they've been using it in gardens all over the city, and in in a form where it you use it for your house to keep water out. It's called HydroBlock. It's in, like, sheets that are six inches high by, I don't know how long, eight feet, ten feet. I don't, I'm not sure how it comes. But he's got these, like, uh, the same product only cut up into, like, little noodles, like a styro- like look like a styrofoam packing noodle. And people are putting that at the bottom of a container. Uh, it's relatively lightweight. Um, it holds water, which is awesome. Uh, then above that, we're putting whatever we want to grow it in, he, he had uh, uh, pit moss plentiful, which uh, we both love, and that's what, again, a lot of public gardens are using. That pit moss plentiful, it, it uses two-thirds less water. It has all the nutrients and everything in it. It's made from recycled newspaper. 
Uh, it's made in Ambridge, uh, and so it, it's a it's a cool thing. What I'm going to do is I'm going to I'm going to put it in my containers because I I know what you're saying. You don't want to you know you'd be using a whole bag of that pit moss if you filled up the whole container with it. But at the bottom, I'm going to put that stuff that Andy got me, and, and he's got it there. He's got a big giant thing of it there at the store down in Bethel Park at EV True Value Hardware, and I'm going to put that at the bottom. Then I'm actually going to put some compost under on uh, top of that and then the top layer will be my pit moss plentiful the good stuff uh and and that's how i'm going to do it but you know there's other things you could use at the bottom of that container uh and styrofoam peanuts would be one of them uh, sometimes i'll just if it's a real big container i'll just flip in a, a plastic container upside down and throw it in the bottom just so i have enough you know i want to have plenty of, of soil in there though for the plants uh, but yeah, you don't really need it for the whole thing. And we're ready to uh, go. There is one. Go ahead. There's one more. Uh, a new gardener wants to plant tomatoes, and yes, this is a good time to plant tomatoes. Uh, you know, yes, we put that first crop in, but keep planting them. But she had heard uh, about how to plant them, my technique with the newspaper and all that. And so let me let me go over that for weed control. So if you haven't put your tomatoes in yet, or if you've got an area that you're still working on, uh, it's compost first, you know, a couple inches of compost. This is perfect for like a tomato bed. Uh, you put your compost, then you put seven to ten layers of newspaper on top of that and just keep that wet to hold it in place. And then straw on top of that or a mulch, you know, depending if you're out in the ornamental garden. And then just poke holes in it to plant. And for tomatoes, peppers, cucumbers, whatever you have plants of, you stick them in there, you've got that good soil down below. Every time it rains, that newspaper gets wet and stays wet. Weeds can't pop up through it, and then the, the straw keeps everything evenly moist. It is it is a great way to grow all summer long without having to deal with the weeds. And, you know, weeding, I'm going to we'll be writing about weeds today, actually, and, and I'm going to talk a lot about that process I'm going to talk about pulling. I'm going to talk about certain weeds that you shouldn't pull, that you should just cut. There's there's three uh, Japanese knotweed. Uh, that's the sometimes they call it. The, it looks like bamboo to people. Uh, there's bindweed, and that one has a little white flower that looks like a morning glory. And then there's a Canadian thistle, which we often call jaggers. Those three have these white fleshy roots, and we don't want to keep pulling them. They are. You know, these three weeds are just, they're awful. I, I just hate them. Uh, but if we keep, if we dig in there or if we pull them, it makes more. And we don't want that to happen. So those are just like cut from the top. We just continually use a string trimmer and cut them. And you will win the battle. I've won the battle with bindweed. Bindweed's a bad one. Uh, but if you could just cut it at the bottom and keep cutting it, you exhaust the plant. The plant needs the top of that plant uh, to, to, to feed the roots. And the same with knotweed. I've, I've beat knotweed, but it's not easy. It takes an entire season or maybe even to the next season, just when you're out there once a week trimming, hack those things down and you'll, you'll win the battle. And then that one more thing I wanted to bring up was that, uh, organic herbicide. It comes from, from bear and it's, it's called natria, but there's a bunch of different natrias. That's just like, I don't know, they're using it as a brand or something. But the one with that iron stuff in it, uh, that's a great, safe weed control for us. All right, Rob, we ready for a break? Yeah, we are. We'll come back. Mrs. Know-it-all next. 
Everybody wants to talk to Doug Oster. Let's say hi to Ivan up first on KDK. Hi, Ivan. Let's go to John in McKeesport. Hey, John, how are you? Good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. Hey, I have a couple of questions up. Doug, I have more scape, garlic scape, than I could ever use. I'm going to cut some and trim them and wash them and put them in the freezer. Uh, what should I do with the rest? Sure, about, about three feet high already. Uh, your garlic scapes, is that what we're talking about? Yeah, I'm sorry. Sure, garlic scape. Oh, okay. Well, you know what? Uh, that is a delicacy. That is a wonderful, wonderful delicacy. So with garlic growers, this thing called a scape comes up from the middle. It's a seed head. We remove that uh, so that the the plant puts all its energy into the bottom bulbs, and then we eat them. Well, I would recommend turning them all into pesto. That's what I love doing with them, and then then you could freeze them. Uh, but they can be roasted. They can be uh, sautéed. They can be eaten in many, many different ways. So if you have too many scapes, just uh, put them in a basket, put them out front in the yard, and put a sign on there saying free scapes, uh, and all its garlic lovers will come and enjoy them like crazy. All right. My second question is this. Uh, ideally, what's the best size of a container to uh, grow tomatoes in? Ten gallon, five oh, gallon, in a bucket? That's a great question, and I'm gonna, I am got some coming, actually. Uh, I, I say 15 gallons or bigger, either that or use a self-watering container. A self-watering container means that at the bottom it has a reservoir. Uh, the thing about growing tomatoes in containers is that if they dry out, uh, you'll get a blossom end rot, which means that the tomato, when it's green, sometimes red, the bottom will turn black. And that's because of a, a, a lack of calcium. But the calcium's in the soil usually. It's just without the water, you can't get to that. And I know 15 gallons, a 15-gallon pot seems huge. And I'm using these fabric pots. You know, they're like 10 bucks a piece. Uh, and they're lightweight, they store flat, and then during the season, they've, they've got actually handles on them. You can move them around if you have to. Uh, but that, the more mass you have, the more mass of soil that you have, uh, the less watering you have to do. And we see blossom end rot. Uh, some, some tomato varieties are more prone to it. Uh, certainly uh, sauce tomatoes are, are one of the, uh, the ones that are problems, but other ones too. But we must keep those container tomatoes moist. That soil must stay moist. And so the two ways to do it are, are get a big container or use one of those self-watering containers. And let me give you my recipe for scape pesto real quick. And it's not even a recipe, but you take your scapes, however many you can hold. You kind of cut them up. You throw them into a food processor. You put some good olive oil in there. Uh, you add a hard cheese. Uh, you know, Parmigiano-Reggiano is probably the, the most famous to put in there, but I use other hard cheeses. And then pine nuts or hazelnuts, walnuts, whatever nut you love, and I like to use hazelnuts, uh, sometimes roasted hazelnuts, and you just turn that food processor on and get it to a consistency that you that you like. And, oh, man, I'm telling you, a garlic scape pesto, I can't wait. You're a little bit ahead of me. I'm getting ready to cut my scapes here, and probably this week uh, they're just kind of popping up. But, boy, if, if you're growing garlic – and you're going to remove those garlic scapes anyway. Now's the time to enjoy it for sure. 
All right, back with our remaining minutes uh, with Doug here, and uh, it's the Organic Gardener. We have more phone calls, so let's get to our next call, and this is Ivan. Ivan, go ahead. What's on your mind this morning? Good morning. Hi, good morning, Rob. Hi, Doug. Um, yeah, I followed following your advice from a couple of weeks ago. I bought I got a bag of um, Espoma Holly Tone for my uh, to feed my evergreens. They're established yew yew trees in my front yard. But my my concern has been is treating is feeding the yew trees the evergreens um, going to create bad conditions for the soil for the English for the English ivy that I have growing in the same soil at the base of the you know taking up the whole bed of uh, yeah basically I have English ivy or I'm trying to grow English ivy in the um, in the soil that at the base of the yew trees can about one minute Doug go ahead bud uh, yeah, the, don't worry about that. The the holytone, even though it's formulated for acid-loving plants uh, like evergreens, uh, it'll be fine for that ivy. That ivy can take just about anything, and it's going to love, actually, the, the holytone in there. So no concern about that. And it's a good thing that you're putting that holytone on there. Uh, this is a good time to do it also. You know, you're putting that fertilizer on there. We'll get some rain. It's going to work its way in. And as I said, both the ewes and the ivy will just love having both of those things, and it will really make that ivy do its thing. You know, we say with ivy, first year it sleeps, second year it creeps, third year it leaps. All right, Rob, where are we as far as time? It is time for you to exit stage left, buddy. All right, I'm answering questions after the show at DougOster.com. Remember, organic gardeners, you make our world brighter and safer with each seed you sow and every garden you grow. All right, great stuff, Doug. Stay with us. More to come after the news at 8. It's the Coons Cooking Hour. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.